Welcome to the Infinite Project Podcast. My name's Stephen and I'm the owner of the Infinite Project. We help men and women finish losing body fat for good, doing something they can stick to long term. We're against fad diets and quick fixes. We always play the long game. In today's episode, uh, I'm actually talking with one of my friends, Nick, Nick Lockwood, uh, who is also a coach. Um, so yeah, this is from his podcast. Um, so it'll kick into uh, his podcast in just about 10 seconds. Um, so I hope you guys really enjoy it. We talk about our own fitness journeys, um, where we were when we first started, um, what kind of got us into fitness, what got us into coaching, what we both like and enjoy about coaching. So I hope you guys really enjoy this one and I uh, hope you're all having a good week. Welcome to another episode of the Nick Dockwood Coaching Podcast. And today I'm going to have one of my very good friends, Stephen Gould, on the podcast. And this is the first person I've had on as a guest. And on this podcast, I only want to have people who I genuinely believe are good people, offer great value, and are in this for the right reasons. And Steve has been an incredible friend to myself. He has been uh, there for big changes personally and lifestyle wise and he's an incredible coach with a great business i think he's going to give an incredible amount of value today and i wanted to give him an opportunity as well to speak a bit further about himself so before we really get into it steve would you like to introduce yourself so yes i am uh, i'm stephen stephen gold from scotland bonnie scotland um yeah so i'm i'm i've had a coaching business or been a personal trainer i guess you could call it uh, since 2014 i think it is um and yeah i met you at what was it a, a mentorship in was it belfast back in 2018 i think we first met or was it london maybe 2018 um seems like a bloody lifetime ago now um so yeah i'm a i'm a married man uh, i've got a wife called abby uh, i've got a little daughter called sky she's 18 months old um and yeah that's 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 just about me not not much really going on <laughs> what I love about Steve, he's if I can define Steve as someone externally, he is uh he's a very humble guy. I love him, very family, uh family value driven man. He's got good values in the right place, a very hard worker and uh a good person, mate. So do you want to tell everyone a bit more about your own business right now then? So what is it you would say you currently do? How would you kind of just describe that shortened? Yeah, yeah. So my current business, I primarily work with kind of 30 to 50 year olds. That's probably like the age bracket. Um, it's primarily fat loss, um, usually around about two to four uh, stone of body fat. Um, it's a lot of people that have kind of been on and off diets for, for years and years on end. Um, so it's helping them break through that cycle and and getting them to this point where they're not worrying about losing body fat anymore. And they're, they're maybe taking on other challenges in life. And um, so, yeah, the, the whole business is called The Infinite Project. And it's all about playing the long game and breaking these vicious uh, short-term cycles and and getting to a point where you're you know you're looking at what you can achieve six months a year a year down the line and um yeah it's it's a, a very fulfilling job uh absolutely love it it's great seeing the the changes in people and the, the impact it makes their life so uh yeah no it's it's absolutely class what about yourself what about myself in terms of yeah business like yeah so the business for me I, so obviously i've been a coach myself since what when did when did when we even start coaching man it was like <laughs> like when did you finish university 20 i was straight into it pt in 2014 so personal training for like seven plus years till covid uh then obviously when like yourself we went both went online at the exact same time and right now we've got so the online coaching business so helping people predominantly 25 to 40 ish who they, they they really are into their fitness but they've kind of just lost that wave with it and they're really struggling to balance that now with like work responsibilities family and they've just kind of like maybe i don't want to say they've gained lots of weight but they just kind of they're not happy with their body yeah. shape confidence is going down they kind of just lost their way a bit and they want to regain that control get back into good shape uh just get fitness being back at that like positive like outlet they have in their lifestyle again and just have like i like using the terminology carefree body confidence so it's like they can walk around work going out and social events it's kind of like yeah doing what they want then they can focus on actually just being their best at work and when they go out and explore and then um, just enjoy the ride after that you know yeah yeah no yeah so i, I guess like like if we look back at our own journeys like over there it's from when we started personal training so how long were you personal training for before you went online personal training so 2014 till 2020 yeah dude i, Which, I was exactly the same i think i was 2014 as well 
um yeah yeah yeah, it's bang on yeah so i guess uh for unique like how did you find getting started you know in 2014 was it did it take quite a while to build up a client base or like how did you get on with it 2014 so i remember finishing uni and i was like okay i sort of randomly got into the gym i was like so into the gym did you ever watch greg plitt yeah oh yeah yeah. i remember him on youtube Yeah, yeah. yeah So I was like in my university room, just like watching his videos all the time. Like, and I didn't really feel like I had much of like a, like a good social environment and connection. So I was like, that was my thing. And I was like, all right, end of university. I was like, okay, what the hell do I do? <laughs> like just scrolling through, what can you do with sports degrees, man? Then it was like personal trainers can earn X. And little do you know, that just means like nothing. It's not like you walk into it anyway. So then I went straight into it, got a job straight away in 2014. Um, and then honestly, the, the challenge was so difficult because I worked for a chain at the beginning and it was like, you didn't get given, you had no income, no clientele. Yeah. You just didn't have any rent so you had to generate the clientele. And then it was like, if you do X amount of hours, you get paid X, X this amount, you get X so difficult. And for the first year I had to do swim teaching on the side and it took a long time to build up the base. Um, and then I was like, there was moments I was like, man, can I do this? I speak to like, I'm like, 21 year old like trying to speak to like these like 40 year old bankers like on the gym floor <laughs> <laughs> you know like, yeah. hey man let me help you with your form and then uh so that took a little bit of time i'd say it took about two three years to really get to a place where that felt like it was it right i'm doing this now and then in yeah. 2014 i took a jump and went to a pure gym i can say the name out loud because i like i actually really like my time there where i paid more rent but i could um I was just self-employed from there, which is really cool. And then that was that all the way until, and I was really happy with that, actually. Good hours, really good people. Things were in a really good place. Started to have a couple of online clients and then COVID hit. And then obviously working in Canary Wharf, it was purely a workers area. So everyone was like either like never coming back, people getting made redundant. And it was like slowly my one-to-one hours were going down, the, the online was building. And then like 2021, I remember me and you were having this conversation. We were like, like we had so much fear about doing it, right? And we're just like, yeah. screw it. Let's yeah. Let's <laughs> See, what's the worst thing that could happen? We could go back into it, right? I know that sounds simpler than what it is, but it's what yeah. we did, right? Yeah, no, 100%. It's it's interesting. Like I'm very similar to yourself. Like, like I, I think I was 24 when I started out as well. Um, And yeah, it's it, getting started is the hardest thing. Um, I remember, well, I wasn't in a, a gym. I had like my own studio at home. And man, I was the same. I was like two, three years before it, you actually got to a point where you're like, okay, I'm actually making a living now. <laughs> it's so <laughs> difficult at the beginning. I remember, I've always remembered, I've written this down in my journal years ago when I first started out and it was taking me so long just to build up any sort of income. And I remember one week, um, I had loads of cancellations at the time and I'd only had like a couple of clients turn up. And I, I remember looking at the week and I was like, probably made 40 quid profit for the week. <laughs> and I remember that weekend going out for, for supper with some friends. And I remember thinking, bloody hell, I can't even afford to pay for my own flipping meal at this rate. Uh, so that's always, <laughs> I think when you go through that um, like evolution or start, it, it kind of humbles you in a good way. Kind of makes you remember not to take anything for granted. And um, yeah, try and enjoy the journeys you go, you go, you go up. But yeah, I was, I was the same. 2021 is, it's like, well, 2020 was it lockdown happened? Um, everything gets shut down overnight. And you're like, what the f- am I going to do now? I was, um, cause I was working in Canary Wharf. It was like one of the first places that had a breakout of COVID and then everyone was sent home basically. And I was still working a little bit and that was like walking around like the apocalypse. I was like, it was dead around there. I was like, I feel like I just shouldn't be here. Like, <laughs> can I touch anything? Yeah. I was mad. It's amazing. You say that. Cause I remember like the tier structure where I worked originally, it was like, you got a session, they'd be charging like 70 quid. But because I was doing on, on my first ever PT client I got, it was like, I was only getting like 11 quid off, of, off that. It was mad when you look back at it. And I was still doing swim teaching. I remember like as well, like going back into um, like my old school thinking, oh, maybe I should be a teacher. I was like, mate, it's crazy how that yeah. stuff happens. It, as you said, humbles you, values the work you've done. And you forget how, mate, you forget how many yeah. people you've really approached. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember there was a statistic when I passed the personal trainer exam and I remember Googling something. I can't remember. I remember Googling what, what can a personal trainer make? And I was like, okay, right. Okay. That's, that's hopeful. <laughs> Hopefully we can move towards that. Um, but yeah, I just remember the, one of the stats, I can't remember how many people uh, jack it in, in the first year. It was like a crazy percentage. The amount of people quit personal training in the first year. 
And yeah, I can see why. Because that first year is brutal. Like, you know, I think it, I was lucky. I was still at home at the time, staying with parents. I didn't have any outgoings. But if I had a house at the time or something, no way I would have jacked it in. I would have went and got a job. I would have been screwed. Um, so yeah, you can see why people, you know, don't stick it out. It's so true. I don't know if you're like me with this as well, because I had those sort of situations as well. And then um, I, I don't know if it's like, sometimes you can, it's like you convince yourself that you're re- relentless with what you're trying to do. But it was yeah. like, I just kept saying to everyone, well, I'm just going to, there's no way I'm not succeeding in this. Whether I genuinely meant that or it was like, I have no idea what else I'll do. I don't, at the, do you know what I mean? When you look back back then and say it, but I think that's like kind of a, a thing we both kind of like built. It's like, it doesn't matter like where we're at. It's like, we're going to question that yourself on the way, but we both made for the, for the whole time. We made some big jumps now and it's been uh, interesting yeah. watching that. Watching oh, that yeah. Mate. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I never mentioned like, well, I've started the same as you in 2014, but before that I was a potato farmer. So you can't get any uh, opposite. We call it tatties, but I thought most of your listeners will be like, what the hell's a tatty? <laughs> hey, I remember when we went uh, to a, to one of the events and you were like, at the, went to get a drink and you were like, should we go get some nips? And I was like, mate, what? <laughs> nips, you're like, what the hell's a nip? It's a, you know, like a vodka or a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've always like over the years like because we've spoke quite a lot you know since like 2018 i've probably like really changed my vocabulary because like before i don't even know how you even understood anything i said before <laughs> it's i understand basically you're like me now that um now i'm, I'm in spain i have like the, the english i speak to my, my friends out here then I have my English I speak at home it's completely different so when, yeah. like, when I'm out with you somewhere and you're in Scotland speaking Scottish it's like I, who is this <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I constantly get to remind myself like don't say any like weird words that you won't understand <laughs> like nips <laughs> a few nips I was like mate you're a taken man um, <laughs> Well, okay. Before, before before we recap loads of that sort of stuff, mate. One thing that I think this is like the beauty of like the online. Um, one of the the things you can get out of online world is the fact that we are from completely different locations and environments, but I believe we're so similar in terms of like values, what we want, our mannerisms, the way we think, and I think that's such a unique thing you can get from the world. Like you're from. So obviously, I've worked in central London. I lived just outside of London before, obviously moving uh, out to Spain and everything um so it was like really like crazy busy relentless so many people go 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 it's a bit more like materialistic there's a lot more like um uh well it's more like how do i say like it's more like people will go out and it's not like people don't drink where you are but it's a lot more like the party sort of vibe is the outlet sort of thing and you're i'll let you describe where you're from mate yeah well where i'm from i'm up in the northeast of scotland so like i grew up in the country um like i'm four miles from the nearest town kind of idea um a few neighbors dotted about so it's very very quiet um yeah so yeah it's totally different to london like absolutely um like it's just small little wee towns everyone kind of knows everyone in a way um you know the population are like you know a 20 mile radius i don't know what it would be probably like 20 30 000 compared to london that's like nothing um so yeah like people kind of you kind of know everyone almost in a way you don't know everyone but you know a lot of people um, you know, if you go to the, if I go down to my local store, I'll probably bump into like 10 people that I know, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, yeah, it's totally different uh, with regards to that. Um, and yeah, like there's not, there's not that much of a nightlife where I'm from, not unless you go into the city, uh, which is like 45 minutes away. Um, but yeah, it's just like small little country towns. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I love that. Like I love the peace and quiet, but I do love London as well. Like it's great going down to London and it's just a total different change of environment, but I'm a country, country boy. I love the, the peace and quiet. I love her when I'm, I'm speaking to you on the phone and I just hear you speaking to everybody you know and I'm like if I try like no one does that <laughs> now let's just get to where we need to be <laughs> yeah well I remember the first time I went to London I was on the tube and um I remember sitting there and I felt I had the urge to speak to the person next to me but hey how was your day <laughs> uh, but I was like no one speaks in here I'm like what the hell <laughs> oh, please smile someone <laughs> oh, no, but, mate so it, dude do you want to just talk a little bit about we'll go into like kind of your own like fitness journey yeah um, and talk, tell, talk us through so what got you into just training in general and just talk a bit through the development of yourself through that 
Yeah. So, I mean, I had, uh, I had my dad's old dumbbell set when I was a kid. Um, I'm saying when I was a kid, I was like 16, maybe 17. I used to just mess around with that. Never made any progress. I was doing bicep curls and sit-ups basically. Um, but I used to do that all the time. And, uh, I eventually got the help of a guy. He was basically a personal trainer, a guy in his fifties and he was like a strength coach. And, um, he had this little wee gym out in the countryside and I played a lot of football when I was younger. Um, it was like semi-pro, I guess you would call it. It's the, the Highland League, which would be like the the league bef- below. It'd be like com- I don't know if it'd be the equivalent of the Conference League, but it's like a lower league. Um, but I played football, and I was very skinny, very skinny when I was um, when I was young. Like, um, but I also wasn't I wasn't lean. Like, you know, I, I, I probably a definition of skinny fat. <laughs> you know, I was very light, but any body fat I had on me was all in my belly. Um, so yeah, I was never confident. Um, and I remember, it's funny, I always laugh when I remember why I got into fitness. I was watching Twilight. <laughs> Do you remember the guy, Jacob, the werewolf guy? I remember on one of the films, I was like, wow, that guy's got an amazing physique. And I, I just remember thinking, wow, I'd love to look like that. I would, I'd feel so much more confident. Um, and then that's what kind of got me into working out. Um, and yeah, like I said, I, I would go to the gym and just mess around. No idea what I'm doing. And I was lifting lightweights thinking I was like toning my muscles or something. <laughs> you know, I was just clueless. My diet was just honestly so bad. Like two takeaways a week, just, you know, my local little shop. I was up, you know, a cream egg and a bag of Maltesers every day. Like, you know, that was my diet. It was terrible. Um, so I never really made any progress. But when I got in touch with this guy, um, he, you know, gave me a proper strength program and um, then started to really see uh, results off the back of that. Um, and then once I, I then reached out to someone else and got a, basically a meal plan from someone from a sports coach guy and I followed it to the T and start seeing all these results. And I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. And then other people start noticing it and, um, you get so much more confidence. And then I think once you get to that point, something I say a lot of my clients, like you get to a certain point on your journey, I guess, um, where you really see it and other people see it and it's like everything clicks and it just, it's like, okay, this is, this is normal now. Um, so that's where I kind of started out. It took me, took me a long time to, to get anywhere. So it was probably, I was probably, probably like 22 before I actually start to see any results from 16 to 22. I was just messing around. But once I was about 22, I started to really get into the gym and uh, really start working out. And then from there, I kind of went through this phase of, like we spoke about this before, uh, you go through this phase of be, doing the same thing again, again, again. I got really bored. So then I started getting into, like I did an Ironman, run a marathon. I've done a lot of wee events like that. So that definitely keeps things interesting. And now I'm kind of maybe focusing more on the physique side of things again. So yeah, that's my kind of, I guess, fitness journey from 16 to, to now. God, that's like 16. God, I, yeah, it's, ha- it's half my life ago. I'm 32, of course. So yeah, it's bloody hell. Scary when you think about it. Mate, so and then, so, so that, yeah, it's an interesting story. I don't, I don't, <laughs> about the, uh, the, the, you think back to the stuff that you used to do and you think how crazy it is. And it's amazing how many, what I always find quite interesting, people talk about like newbie gains and I'm like, nah, I did not make any newbie gains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I, I was probably the same. Um, didn't see, like I say, I was probably like four years before I seen any results just because I wasn't doing, you know, I remember buying a, a protein shake, a whey protein, from uh, I think it was Sports Direct when I was like 18. And I remember thinking, oh crap, right? Things are getting pretty serious now. Got the protein shake. I remember doing my workout. I was sitting in the bath with my protein shake beside me. And I was like, oh, I can feel the muscles starting to change. <laughs> I, like, I, was, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I was literally thinking that, yeah, this protein shake. Yeah, people were going to be like, you better calm down on those protein shakes. You know, you don't want to get too big. <laughs> oh, but it's, it's an interesting one to where you go. And what would you say now then in terms of, you do a lot of... um what I've always found quite admirational now is your, uh, the fact that you obviously you have a, a daughter Sky and you run the business and you're still balancing all of these things. I think that's a admirational trait as well. And you do, you do work hard, mate. So why would you say, what would you say gives you the biggest purpose from the training now at this stage of life? Probably yeah. it's more health focused now, to be honest. Um, like I enjoy, I guess I'm quite similar to yourself. Like I'm quite, um, driven like self growth wise. Like I'm, I want to become just better, I guess. And that, that's something that's really important to me. And when I can see progress, like that really inspires me. So I guess with the training, mostly it's probably that, that that urge for pushing myself and discovering more about myself, I guess, in a way. And then the big one's health. Like, I don't know. I've, I don't know if you found this, but a lot of the clients I've worked with in the last couple of years, since the pandemic, nearly everyone talks more about health and are more aware of their health 
more conscious of long-term health and it's something i've become more aware of like um like i've started doing blood tests every six months to keep an eye on my like cholesterol levels and all these other levels and i don't know it's like it's really important to me now so i think that's a big driver what exercise and eating well i'm not just eating well to get in shape i'm eating well because i want to be well and feel well and and still be you know in 30 years time still be as fit as i am now um so yeah i think that's what it is for me what about yourself when it comes to training what's your purpose drivers right now or do you want to know the full shebang full shebang <laughs> we go we'll go uh, uh you know what i'll quickly talk about now and then i'll do the full shebang because we're just on that one topic uh so right now it's like you i think it's just one fitness has just been it's been one of those things i think where it's always been i've just been able to look forward to or focus on within my week so i think yeah before you i don't think about like my um the physical health look or anything it's just pure it's just like you just it's pure mental health for me as well yeah. if i really look at it from the get-go it's like that's one thing within my week that's for me i can look forward to and i do these things and that's just why so i think it's just stuck for so long in terms of uh, the drivers now um obviously i think body confidence is always a thing like maintaining yeah. a decent shape but it's like you it's like self-growth i like just having a plan in front of me trying to build towards something whether it's a shorter term goal a longer term goal um and then just having i like enjoy being coached as well because you kind of like learn some new things which you can like see what you enjoy turn that on so that's kind of now and then like you health health wise as well i really want to be like it's a bit more all-encompassing i think it's maintain when we when i think of health i always think of um uh like and just daily energy and mood yeah and i think it's an all-encompassing thing so if you're training like the way you're eating and recovering can combine in terms of i think um looking good as well as like feeling energized and feeling good i think that's good markers of health you know yeah. i think it's good like do, do, do you know what i mean and then i think if you get um getting blood tests it's probably really good to get uh get done yeah. as well I haven't done them for a while just because i'm in spain man but it's like <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah but no, um, it's so right with the energy and things like that. Like that's probably the first thing you notice um, when you, maybe you've had a little bit of a, an off period, you know, for a week or two, or you, yeah. your energy's horrendous. You know, you feel bloated. You oh, everything's. But I, I don't know about you. See, when you're absolutely on it with your exercise and your nutrition and things like that, do you not feel that everything else seems to kind of fall into place as well? Like you feel so much more structured and in control. 100 yeah. i think that's the word it's structuring first thing it's structure and control i think that's what a lot of our clientele probably say when they start having a plan in front of them they're like now yeah. prepping their food i love that it's like sometimes people talk about prepping food as if it's like a bodybuilder approach sort of in this like six meals yeah. in top of it. But like obviously you don't need to do it like that but there is something really said for prepping your food whatever that is right it's like structure control you feel good you're ticking boxes and i, I know but i know what you mean it's like say if you wake up one day you go for like, i don't know you walk you have a good breakfast you're like just ticking these healthy boxes yeah no matter how actually how much it's probably improving your health it's i think just the mental effect of doing it makes at least makes you feel like you're doing it yeah it just does like a things just flow well there's huge direct correlations in it we both notice it i think within each other when we're like yeah <laughs> emotion yeah. it's not it makes a huge difference man yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I always notice like when I'm, I guess, would you say in a rut, I always notice like, for example, my mornings will be a little bit more chaotic. I'll kind of get up, you know, a bad morning might look like I get up, feel tired. I'll open up YouTube. I'll sit and have breakfast, kind of droned out. And then I'm like, oh crap, I've got a busy day. Right, I need to get going versus like a good morning. I might have, you know, a bit of structure. I might, you know, get up, I'll go for a walk. I'll have a cup of coffee. I'll maybe journal and then boom, I'm starting the day. You always feel better when you're structured and control like that it's i i said um i think we both say this it's like fitness is the one thing or something within fitness like it doesn't yeah. need like not just the training right it's all like um there's so many things out of your control within a day-to-day -day basis it's, it's that one thing that you can like change in that moment or do yeah. something in that moment which can spark a knock-on so like you just said mate like when you're a little off going through the motions it's like you're, you're not really noticing where the habits are coming in next thing you know two weeks gone by but then it's like yeah all right if you wake up you're like just doing that thing for yourself it just everything does flow as you say mate and it's just that energy you give off to others as well which is yeah a huge difference right? oh yeah no 100 percent. like like you say like you know it those little wee bad habits, like they don't really do much in the short term, but it's like if you get stuck doing those bad habits a month later, you're like, oh crap, 
I'm like eight pounds heavier. <laughs> Shit, right? Okay, I need to kickstart things again, you know? And it's so easy. Like, I, I don't know. I, I found that with a lot of clients as well. Like sometimes they can get stuck in that rut. So it's it's helping them break out of that as quick as possible. Because um, reality is, you'll probably yeah. agree with this as well. It's like, we all go off track from time to time or we all go through periods where we're like, oh man, I need to get a grip. But it's, yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> making sure you can snap out of that as quick as possible. So it doesn't do any damage. And it's, yeah, exactly. And I think even us, like, because we, we both, I think, have similar thoughts, like in terms of we're always okay with our nutrition, but it, in terms of the numbers, but it's like maybe what can be consumed within that and things like that. Yeah. And it's easy to be like, it's, uh, that your clients probably go through this as well like once they've joined from kind of they've already started when they start improving the habits they get th those habits they get feel so much better right yeah but then it's like, okay it's easy to get to a stage where you kind of know what to do you get a little bit complacent it's like oh well, i just do it tomorrow i can do it tomorrow yeah. and it just, you know like three weeks ago and you're like oh that's a lot of tomorrows man <laughs> yeah i think that's the the word though is it it's complacent like i think that's what happens with everyone especially when you maybe had a period of time where you've done really well um, it's very easy to you know, rest on your laurels a little bit and take your foot off the gas and then you don't even notice you're doing it. Um, you, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Matt, I didn't mean to cut off. I say it to everyone. I'm like, guys, when you come in, you're going to make some good changes. You're going to know everything. You're going to feel like you know everything, but then it's going to become that stage, maybe like three months down the line where it's like, you know what to do, but it's more of a case of just because you're doing things at like 70% doesn't mean that that's where the changes really happen. You need to, we all play the complacency game, I think at times, that's where we get stuck, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. So I'll just, do you want me to go back through a bit of the old uh, fitness story? Yeah. Myself? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. 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 Go for it. Yeah, dude. So, okay. So when I was, um, so when I was younger, I was quite, I'm one thing I'm very grateful for. <laughs> I'm obviously grateful for many things about that. Right. But one thing I'm grateful for is he was quite like a sporty guy. His issue is he never trained. That's why he's bloody injured now. Um, <laughs> like outside of like the just the sport, but like so, I was always into quite a lot of sport when I was younger, which is cool. And then I was like a swimmer, and I really I remember the exact moment that I actually uh, got into like more like body conscious sort of nature. Yeah, was yeah. Um, when I remember when I was a kid, I went through like I was like chubby, skinny, chubby, skinny. So I'd like really I have really bad like, and in a big. I don't even that any other bigger child didn't me that likes to eat but um i remember like there was these this like uh when we went to like swimming galas the girls would be obsessed with these like well not when you look back they're not jacked now they're just like really toned but they look massive yeah. but like they'd be like obsessed with them and i'll be like okay i'm just like bang average guy who's not very good <laughs> at swimming, just here in my trunks and then i remember the girl that i liked at the time she saw a guy that was way out of shape and she was just like and I just saw the wow expression. I was just like, I need to freaking do something. <laughs> I was like, man, all right, this is where my life is going to change. And I was like, you, it was like, don't really know what you're doing. I was just doing like press ups and sit ups every night and day. Like nothing's really changing. And then you, do you know what I mean? And then yeah. you're doing the classic. It's like you're doing a million sets of biceps before you do anything else. Um, so that was from like, honestly, mate, that was probably about 16 through till. Um, then I was swimming a lot still as well. So basically that's why I made no progress. I'd like train and then swim. So I was like, and it, <laughs> I was just like over training to the max and under eating, went to university and, and that's where I was like doing all the, that's where all the, the trials and errors stuff just kind of happened. Yeah, right. I, yeah. was like, I went to uni and I was like in a dorm with like 10 lads, but I was like, this is, and but some of them were like genetic freaks as well. So they were all like in such good shape. And I was like, man, why am I so, I'm always <laughs> I was like, man, I'm just a bad average guy everywhere. Then I was going to, that's when I was going to the gym, like all the time. That's why I discovered my love for it. But I never really saw any changes there. I'd be going, I'd be lifting, eating like no carbs. But then it was like, I'm having like three uni benders like every, a week. So which is just rent crippling the progress, right? So that was, and that was just pure like body. That was where I was doing like shake diets, like twice a day training. I was doing like carb cycling. Um, I was like downloaded all like bodybuilding.com, like people's plans, like trying to do their things, you know. Then um, I remember come out of university and I just started doing a lot more. Um, I was really getting into it as I was getting into the gym and a train, I've been a, becoming a trainer, right? And I was like, oh, man, I was like, I just don't, everyone kept saying, like commenting on my lack of body per se. <laughs> <laughs> that was like that was actually the real killer and it was more like i was just doing this like standard like bro stuff in terms of just doing one muscle group per day still trying these things and nothing really happened there so i'd kind of like blow up a little bit lose the same bit my friends call me plateau fitness it was like you go to nick if you ever want to change and i was like oh 
<laughs> I'll send you this photo one day of me standing outside of Plateau at a plate cafe. There's actually cafes, but but um then I remember like the first I had a, I actually had a coach for one time. This was back in like 20. This is when I like nearly I probably like 2015, 16, but this is when online coaching wasn't really a thing. And it was like kind of I was getting given all the plans. And I was loving it because it was like I was seeing changes, but I didn't know what was happening. If you did that, do you know, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Our plan would be four to six weeks, but I didn't know why. But then it was like you tell me something to do with my diet, and then out of nowhere I'd be shredded, not shredded, but I'd be lean. The yeah. next thing I, I was like, this is cool, it's working, but I just wasn't being told why. So yeah. Do you know, what I, mean? I didn't know why. Then I kind of um stopped with that coach for a while, um, and then. That was when I went through this phase of like, man, I'm kind of like, look back at myself. I was like, mate, because I had a hernia injury when I was 22, 21, 22, mate, no, 23. And it was the first time where I was looking pretty decent. That's actually why I stopped with that guy, to be fair. I can't Sorry, I just remember now. And then that was a moment I remember I was like, crap, like I was actually in decent shape. I was feeling quite good with myself. Then I, I couldn't train for ages. And then after that, I kind of like rebuilt a little bit. And I was like, right, man. Looking at me now, I've made zero progress in the last like four years. <laughs> Looking exactly yeah. like photos. And I remember I went down this route of sorry, this is quite long-winded. I was like, this is when podcasts becoming popular. So I was listening to a lot about progressive overload, flexible dieting, tracking, and all these sort of things. And then um I remember like do you know Lane Norton? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Lane Norton, yeah. It was like you literally just did your it you put in your weekly weigh-in and your calories would change, sort of thing. And I was like listening to people like uh, who talked about progressive overload for six weeks. So I was kind of doing the combination and it, and I just got ridiculously lean, like, but way too lean. I didn't need to do it. I, had to, I accidentally basically did like a bodybuilding prep <laughs> <laughs> and these sort of things. And then that was kind of what it went from. Yeah, that was kind of that. And that was the first time I got in proper good shape. And that was like, I say I got too lean, but I think when I look back on it, that's why I built all these positive. You're probably the same. There's like one time where we took it too far, but that's where you like built the positive habits. What you learn yeah. how about nutrition, you learn how to balance things, and now you know how to maintain it, but not needing to be like that. And then went for a few years of doing a bit of gaining, a bit of losing. But now, then I did. Now it's been a bit of a maintaining period for a while. Did a bit of running as well, as you know, last year, which has been cool. And now it's just a case of trying to like playing that infinite game as you say mate thinking more yeah. long term next year i want to build a bit more muscle and actually maybe do another photo shoot because i did one a few years ago sorry that completed my kind of aesthetic journey yeah now that I kind of maintained trying new things for a little bit i kind of want to beat that next year or something like that that's kind of the training journey mate i know that was a bit of a long one yeah 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 no no brilliant yeah i guess it's kind of it's kind of half similar to myself like at the start it's like you're you're unhappy with how you look confidence wise and um, not necessarily you know it's just it, it, i guess you were I guess you were the same, like for you, it was the other swimmers. For me, it was Jacob from Twilight that you looked at. I thought, fuck, I wouldn't look like them. So some of those guys that I swam with, they, um, it was either where I swam, it was like you either had the six swimmers, the people who didn't really care, but or then there was me who was like, I wanted to be good, but then I played football as well, and I just didn't really care that much, but I pretended I did. So the people who didn't do the other sports, they'd be going to the gym all the time. They'd be doing like Jacob uh, from Twilight, it's like workouts. Remember the old... Um, uh, reverse crunches on like a big Swiss ball. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So mate, it's it's interesting where that um that journey kind of like kind of leads us to where where we are now and how we kind of um I'd I say the way that we coach, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. We're both pretty similar with regards to like before when we we got in shape. It was more a case of you know being quite strict, probably watching loads of bodybuilding things and and try to follow that. Uh, we're now we're both very flexible um i guess like you're probably the same like is i think if you take care of the the bases like 80 percent, you know have your diet in a really good place like that 20 percent's all the you know the socially things that we want to do like going out for going out for supper i absolutely love going out for for a meal it's probably one of my habits <laughs> no my hobby sorry what, what, what is supper what is what is supper <laughs> supper so supper is dinner um god see that's another word i just thought the whole world used the word supper yeah, yeah. well i think of supper i think of my nan saying that like, supper is like the post dinner thing <laughs> all right yeah no i would call supper like dinner supper and then a few nips yeah like like you say mate it's like when you do the process once 
I, like, I don't like saying that you, I, I, to be honest, I don't like saying that we, you, it's easy to look back on when you were like too lean because that wasn't good for me. Like mentally, it maybe gave me a little bit of dysmorphia. Maybe I burnt myself to the ground, but I don't. So that's where you learn the way we coach now, right? Because yeah. we learn from the mistakes we made, the good and the bad, when yeah. we didn't get in shape and when we did. I don't like looking back. Do you know a lot of people say that, oh, I was like, I was on, I, I got abs, but I was unhappy with how I, I'm like, you were happy at the time, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just say you don't want to be as strict. That's yeah. how it is. Yeah. Do you know the thing as well? This is something I noticed but like when I was younger. Um, like I think it was like maybe 2017, maybe 2017, 2018. It's probably the best shape I ever got in. I got quite lean. I still had a good bit of muscle mass on me. And I looked really good, but at the time, didn't feel like that. Because I was literally constantly comparing myself to a few guys on YouTube, Instagram, uh, these bodybuilders. And I was like, oh, I'm not as big as them. I'm not as lean as them. I look shit compared to them. And I was constantly, at the time, I remember being so unhappy. Um, but then we look back and I'm like, bloody hell, it's probably the best shape I've ever been in. Like, what an idiot. I wasted all that time. I should have been so happy back then. So I think now you probably feel totally different when you are in shape. You don't compare yourself to others, can I do? No, not, not at all. I, I know what you mean, mate. It's just like, I mean, when I went through that process, man, I, as I said, I, lo- I love that. I love that process because when you look back on it and like there was challenging moments, that's where you learn discipline, everything you've got now, right? But like you just said there, mate, it was like, I was, I'm, I'm not the biggest guy. So it was like, I was like, oh, I'm looking leaner, but I'm not as lean as these guys. But now I'm yeah. close. I look so skinny and people are telling me, oh, you must be good at cardio. And I'm just like, no, but I look really lean. <laughs> <laughs> Two seconds, let me get my top off. <laughs> and then it can kill you though. When you like lose that, some of the people go, oh, wait, what happened to your abs? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, so it, it's, a, it's a tough one, isn't it? Like learning to be confident in your own skin with it all, right? Like, like you said yeah. though, because... Arguably, my best shape was 2021 20, before I did my uh, photo shoot. Two months yeah. before, before I took it too far. And when I look back at that and I was like, I actually did that quite quite well. And that's where the old photo archives don't help you sometimes when you can see where you've been in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I think like there's a, definitely a sweet spot where, where, where you can get your physique to this point where I think you're always in a good area so that if you want to get a little bit leaner for a holiday, for for example, you're not that far away from it, but you also still look pretty, pretty good. I, like something I've got really into this last probably two years is almost like this hybrid approach where you're, you look good, but you're also fit. Cause uh, I'll, I'll give you a laugh. When I was back in 2015, maybe 2015, uh, it was probably the biggest I ever got to. So like, for example, I'm like 12 stone, seven pounds just now. Uh, and back in 2015, I got up to 15 stone and that was like the heaviest I've ever been in my life. And I was, I was really strong, really big, but yeah, I was not lean. <laughs> I was not lean at all. And I remember, um, I was going up with a wheelie bin. Do you do call it a wheelie bin? Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I was just checking <laughs> the wheelie bin at the top of our driveway when I was, um, yeah, in 2015, I remember I was really out of breath. I was like, like really tired. I was having to stop halfway and I thought, Oh my God, I'm so unfit. I'm in the gym six times a week and I, I can't, I can't even take the bin up the top of the road. And I remember thinking back to that. I was like, that was the whole dirty bulking. And um, <laughs> I remember this is how bad it was at one point. I was eating so much calories. I remember going into Tesco and getting a birthday cake and then just sitting having that for a snack. And I remember mm-hmm. my mother-in-law was like, oh, whose birthday is it? And I was like, no one's just a snack. <laughs> just the, uh, just the post-workout meal. <laughs> post-workout snack. I, I think someone <laughs> on YouTube is doing that. So I was like, oh, that's quite a good idea. I'll maybe do that as well. <laughs> that runs with uni when the guy was like dirty bulk and brings out a pack of ro- like rollo cookies so i was like okay interesting i'm not sure this is how <laughs> yeah dude i don't i don't i don't you mean it's um it's a hard blend to get the being yeah. in shape wrong and fit but i think that's where you kind of um you you kind of prioritize one in stages then eventually you can learn to balance the, the more yeah yeah a lot of, we can speak about these sort of things where people go wrong on a different podcast but this will be a long one but it's like they like kind of have that moment that especially like our demographics now and yeah. the people we work with, it's like they just have this moment where it's like, I need to do something now. I need to change this. I need to look yeah. good, feel good, bit strong. Then they just try and do everything and burn burn out. So bit do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you've got to build things up gradually. Cause yeah, yeah, we've probably done this as well when, when we were younger. Like you go all all guns blazing, you know, maybe you start doing crazy amounts of workouts. You start throwing in all this cardio, uh, you know, you go really restrictive with your food intake. And then like three weeks in, you're like, 
stuff it. Where's the Indian phone number? Right? Yeah. I'm waiting to get a takeaway. <laughs> yeah, completely. What What would you say? What do you so before just to kind of finish up on what we've been talking about today, mate? What do you enjoy the most about coaching right now? Um, I, I guess like being honest, it's probably it's probably like yep. the the I was going to ask the question again. I was like, because when I say, what do you enjoy? Like, what is it? What, what is it you enjoy about what you're doing right now? Because I think sometimes when everybody asks a coach why they like what they do and they're always yeah. like, oh, because I love helping people, which we all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, really love about the co- the coaching process. Yeah, I guess there's two things. Like, the first thing, yeah, we probably, the, the impacts of the same things. Like I said, it's really rewarding seeing, uh, you know, someone, for example, I remember, I've used an example of a guy in my program just now. And I remember he said he, he was struggling to put his socks on in the morning and struggling to go up the stairs and things like that. And, you know, he's now lost all this weight and, you know, got to a place where he's exercising consistently and he's done a half marathon, like things that you never dreamed of doing. So I, I find that really inspiring when I see other people doing that. Like I love watching stuff like that on YouTube, like seeing somebody go through a journey. Um, so that's like one thing I really like about coaching. Another thing is um, like the relationship slash connection side of things like i really enjoy you know meeting new people speaking to them getting to really know them um and like a lot of my clients you're probably the same like a lot of my clients i would probably have class them as friends like you know I'd, you know I'd have them all around for tea and things like that you know it's people that i've spoke with so much for a long period of time like i, I really enjoy that side of things i used to always think i was an introvert um i've always thought that when i was younger um but yeah, I would totally be in the wrong job if, if I was an introvert. So I'm definitely not a, a, an introvert now. I, I definitely really enjoy that side of things. What about yourself? Similar, mate, similar. Because I think when when you first get into it, you love it because you're passionate about fitness. Yeah. And I think it's a level of, everyone always says it's because it changed your life. So you want it to change others. But I think it becomes more something like, you're re- I really enjoy this thing. I want to help and I'm good at it. I want to help other people because I'm good at it. And, but now like, that's where you kind of start. I don't know if you're the same, but now it's like, I'm like yourself. It's, um, I really just enjoy the conversations you get with people seeing someone like, I love it when someone signs up and you can feel they're a little bit nervous yet excited. And it's yeah. like, that's the perfect spot. Cause you know, they're about to make a change for himself where, but then it's like, when you just build that relationship over time and it's not, and it's like, you're seeing them progress, which is obviously great to see your, um knowledge helping someone of course but i think watching it's just a different in uh, it's the tonality and the way someone speaks to you when they're progressing doing other things yeah. and i think yeah i think like you said you just become friends because i think a lot of people just kind of get a bit bogged down in their surroundings like work like location yeah. and they kind of like they just kind of get stuck in a bit of a rut but with coaching it's like a way of you see someone like they're changing their own lifestyle around yeah and you can breaking away from certain things and they're improving they're feeling better you're having building a good connection and like you said mate it's like you just have all my roster of clientele right now yeah <laughs> i see as friends i would love i, I could literally it'd be like you had an option sometimes of oh would you invite your uh schoolmates around for like a dinner or would you have all your clients around i'd be like man i don't want my clients around like some of the relationships i've built over time with these people are it's just incredible and i think that's just genuine it is it's just building connections friendships and a little bit of a community where everyone's just trying to be better and they're all nice people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think as well, like, um, I think for, for a lot of people, I think it's just nice having someone in your corner that actually wants more, wants you to do better, like is behind you and encouraging you. Yeah. I think a lot of people like that actually. And I think the other thing is like, everybody's so busy. Everybody's so busy. Everybody's got their problems. Everybody's got their challenges in life. And, but hardly anyone hardly anyone actually like speaks to someone and listens like you know it sounds really harsh saying that but like with so many clients that you build relationships with like sometimes no one really asks them any questions about you know what's going on with their life where they're at now how they're feeling and I think for some people it's it's just quite nice having a, an outlet having someone that actually like cares mm-hmm. about about you and wants you to do better I think a lot of people really enjoy that aspect which is really rewarding as well like if you can see that you're, yeah. you're helping someone it's 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 a nice nice feeling completely like there what you just said there's so spot on like how many times like do you have a conversation with a client and they say oh i haven't really spoken to anyone about this whether it's their fitness or anything yeah. personal ages or and then a lot of times i think like what you just said there is like people obviously we're here to keep people accountable and make them do yeah. the challenging thing 
try and motivate them the best but like there's a that's not like what we why we do this it's like we genuinely want it's like we genuinely want these people to do well and i think the nature of the people that we attract and want to work with us like that's one of the reasons they like it because we just want them to do well and not many people have many people in their corner who genuinely want them to do well right yeah oh yeah i know some people you know have no one in their corner zero they have the opposite which is is, is sad because like i don't know if you found this but i've found that you know with a lot of people people out in their circle sometimes are so um what's the word i'm looking for like almost like harsh towards them like people are really nasty sometimes in society like people will put people down and you know like say nasty things you think yeah it must be really difficult for a lot of people like you know you imagine someone really wants to make some changes in their life and then those around them are telling them oh why are you doing that you'll just fail again or they'll say something nasty about the way they look and you're just like that doesn't help anyone like you know for god's sake you get the external and the internal, right? So I don't know. It's obviously where it's slightly different uh, dem- um, location-wise, um, but geographically is the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but like uh, in London, is a lot of things, it, it, I think it's everywhere, right? It's a bit quite status-driven as well, right? So it's like yeah. there's this internal pressure to be working hard, um, like doing well in all of these sort of things. And now I think even with social media, it makes it like you should look good as well, which makes yeah. it even harder. Because it used to, without social media, like the body, everyone's body's kind of fell by the wayside. But now it's like people can feel a bit worse from it as well. So yeah. it's like you get the external pressures as well as these internal pressures, right? And it's, uh, yeah, it is challenging, man. And that's, and that's why it's just like nice having those connections as well. And like, even this is the beauty of the online world, right? Like even me, me, me and you, we're very what we're doing is very different to a lot of the people that we grew up with. Right. And we built yeah. this sort of relationship for, from it. So it's amazing how getting people in your corner from coaching. Cause we both been coached by loads of the same people now. Right. Which is yeah. cool. That's kind of yeah. the reason we get coached as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. And I think going through all that process, like you, you learn from, you know, those that have been really good at what they do. And I think um, it's all about, you know, coaching the the person, I guess the individual and treating people as, as individuals and not just looking at them as clients like you know it's like each each and every single client you work with are different they've got different you know different challenges different problems different goals different needs um and it's i think it's so important that you take all that into account as well because you know like we've probably you know been uh coached by other people some that are amazing and others who are you're just another number like mm-hmm. you know it's like an evolving door um so i guess like going through that kind of opens your eyes to it and makes you think right shit i don't want that for other people i want them to feel like they've been heard and they've got someone in their corner that really wants the best for them um so yeah, yeah. i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> uh, no, no, no mate completely agree because i think we're similar on those sort of like values from it as well because being coached when you feel like a, a number or you feel like a result versus the person yeah. is a massive is a massive difference and it's like we could you can take and then I remember like you've probably, you've had, um, I know we've both spoken about having clientele who've had other coaches in the past, but like one of the things that wouldn't, it always just surprises me what can go on in our industry. The fact that we just, yeah. they were like, they'd be like, you actually care or like, we never heard from the last coach for this many days, week, or like you sent yeah. like these voice notes. And I'm like, this is just such a standard thing, like building the connection. And it's like, you could have the exact same individual, same stats, same goal, same training regime whatever it may be yeah but then like one of them could like something could have personally be going so, like, everything changes that's why coaching the people is so important i think that's where we learn and um and about how we now probably deliver i'd say yeah yeah because i guess like when you go back to it like it's it's so much more than just a a plan because i guess it's easy to look at a coach going oh i just need a plan that's what i need but there's plans everywhere <laughs> nobody gets <laughs> results off them it's like <laughs> the coaching process is is what kind of helps get the the result you know all the the communication every single week uh, the, the back and forward going through different challenges i think that's what yeah i think that's the bit you start to you really uh you really enjoy you know like actually coaching someone not just yeah. oh here's your plan uh on you go <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and it's there like you said mate like it's like yeah how many plans have you downloaded and bought like i've got the done i think i deleted an album last year to get some memory on here where it's like the amount of plans things it's like sometimes i just buy buy the plans just to see what was been going on in there but like it just doesn't work in it like yeah it's just like, it's just like, then as you said like just having the actual it's just the communication around 
understand it. That's where you see people make the changes right. And that's such an enjoyable part of that. That's just the enjoyable part of what we do, really. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 100%. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's... Yeah, on you go, sorry. No, 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 go on. You continue, mate. Yeah, I can't remember what I was about to say. I'm just saying, yeah, it's 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 kind of it's kind of crazy how it's all all changed. Like like how you view coaching as well. Like from when you very first started to how you view it now, it's oh, totally man. different. Yeah, 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 completely, completely. Like, do you think of the advancing um, technologies you can yeah. use to help you with making coaching like really easy for the clientele? Just to when I said that, it's like for them to see do without needing to like when we used to do it, mate. It was like I got an email like like once a week and this like pdf that pdfs and it was like i remember like one guy gave me like a one like a, a pages thing that i needed to edit and then delete everything in it and re-edit to do my uh-huh. oh I'm like mad how it goes and we're just like it's just crazy how these things are developed man it's just um yeah enjoyable part of it so i think we've spoken for quite a long, long time now on like an intro right yeah uh, <laughs> sometimes we waffle on man that's part of the process <laughs> But I think it'd be, I wanted to use today to get a good, like more of a introduction into ourselves. Because as I said, I yeah. want to bring people onto my own podcast and share that I think are really good valued people, good coaches, yeah. and personally who have had a big impact in my own life. And I think you have done that as well, mate. You've been a big part of the journey. I always remember <laughs> the famous day that me and you signed up with our new coach and uh, we were talking about it for like an hour. And then you then told me that <laughs> your wife was pregnant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah i know i can't i was like oh shit by the way <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah and then you've been and obviously that so that was uh that was really funny and then um you've obviously been there for a lot of my own personal changes and challenges as well as business wise have been there in each other's corner so thank you for being a part of that and uh thank you for sharing this today and i'm looking forward to doing more of these where we can give more maybe more shorter sharper practical information for people yeah no no thanks for uh, having me on that it's been uh yeah it's been good you've had like i said i've had you through my whole journey as well so thank thanks for all uh, being a soundbite when i need it um because <laughs> yeah i guess the the whole journey i think that's probably the biggest thing i've learned over the last few years is that everyone goes through challenge and it's just how you you view it like you know we all have challenge whether it's fitness based or or you know personal life you know everyone has challenges so um yeah i think it's good to, to have someone there in your your corner um, but yeah, no, hey, really looking forward to doing some more of these and picking out different topics, subjects, et cetera. And uh, yeah, maybe doing a little bit of deep dive and hopefully it's, you know, valuable for, for those that are listening. I'm sure it will be, mate. Where can anyone listening who doesn't know where you are find you, mate? So Instagram, uh, Stephen underscore infinite. That's Stephen spelt with a PH. Um, and then I think it's Stephen underscore infinite on Facebook as well. Um, and yeah, that's probably the best places you'll, you'll kind of find me. Um, and the podcast is called the infinite project as well. Um, so it's on Spotify. Um, but yeah, that's, that's probably the best places you'd find me. I'll, I'll try my best to tag all of these below on my podcast, mate. <laughs> 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 underscore let's go for nips. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steve, thank you for your time today, mate. And I can't wait to do more of these in the future. No worries, man. Enjoy your day.